You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. The holiday season is in full swing, which means lots of family gatherings and conversations. Sometimes those conversations end up uncovering things about our family's histories that maybe we hadn't heard before or thought about. Finding Your Roots is a PBS series that digs deep into family histories and captures the emotions that well up when someone discovers those stories. Dr. Henry Louis Gates Jr. hosts that show. He's also a professor and director of the Hutchins Center for African and African American Research at Harvard University. He's a literary scholar, a journalist, and Emmy Award-winning filmmaker. And he joins me now to talk about this new season of his show. Henry Louis Gates, welcome to Detroit Today. Hey, thank you for having me on in Detroit. I love Detroit. Yes. And uh, so it's a real pleasure to be on your program. Yeah. So uh, t- tell me about the origins of this show. I, I-, I love the show, yeah. of course, and I've watched quite a few episodes of it. But I- I'm always interested in what was it that sort of inspired you to say, these are stories that we share as Americans and exploring them will help us see those sort of commonalities. It's a, a wonderful question, and it's an unlikely answer. I got the idea of what became Finding Your Roots. You ready for this? Uh-huh. July 3rd, 1960. Oh, well, <laughs> you know the date. <laughs> I was nine years old, and I was at my grandfather's funeral, my father's father, Edward St. Lawrence Gates. And I was standing in front of his open casket. I'd never been that close to a corpse. <laughs> and my grandfather looked like a white man. Uh, uh-huh. He was so white that we called him Casper behind his back. <laughs> he would have killed us if he'd known that, right? right? <laughs> so you can imagine how white he looked dead. I mean, he looked like he had been coated with alabaster and sprinkled with baby powder. Right. And I couldn't, couldn't figure out how someone who looks like me, and you know what I look like, I'm mm-hmm. a typical African-American, how I could be descended from a man who, you know, looked like a ghost. Yeah. And so that night, my father took my brother, Dr. Paul Gates, and me upstairs to his parents' bedroom and showed us his father's scrapbook collection. We didn't even know he kept one. We didn't even know they had a bedroom because you weren't allowed to go upstairs in your (laughs) grandparents' house. So it was a bit like going to Mars. And my father's pulling out these scrapbooks, which were empty bank ledgers, because my grandfather was the janitor at the First National Bank in Cumberland, Maryland. My father's looking furiously through these scrapbooks, and finally he finds something. He he called my brother and me Boyd, Boyd, still the day we, he died. Right. <laughs> and he said, look at this. And it was an obituary dated January 6, 1888, and said, died this day in Cumberland, Maryland, Jane Gates, an estimable colored woman. Wow. An estimable colored woman. Yeah. And then he pulled out a photograph between the pages of this um, scrapbook. And he said, I want you boys to look at this woman. This is the oldest Gates we've ever been able to trace. She's your great-great-grandmother, and she was a slave. And in fact, and she was a midwife. And in fact, she had her midwifery uh, uniform on. And that photograph, I'm in my house right now in Harvard Square, Uh walking around in my kitchen as I talk, and right (laughs) upstairs is my study. And that photograph has pride of place in my study. And the next day, um, on the way back from our picnic, I asked my father to stop at the convenience store and buy a composition book. And that night, in front of our little... I, I don't know, 12-inch black-and-white TV with the rabbit ears. You remember those? Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I interviewed my parents about what only later I would learn is called one's genealogy or one's family tree. 
I wanted to know how I was related to this woman who had been a slave and mm-hmm. obviously looked like she was from Africa, mm-hmm. and then how I phenotypically could be so different from different looking from my grandfather. Sure. Well, then, in the year 2000, a black, brilliant black geneticist named Dr. Rick Kittles, who was at Howard University at the time, wrote me a letter and asked me if I'd ever seen Roots. That's how the letter opened. I was thinking, what kind of idiot do you think I am? Everybody's seen Roots. <laughs> and he said, well, now we can do in a laboratory or a test tube what Alex Haley did for himself and trace African-American ancestry. And right after that, I went to bed one night. I got up in the middle of the night, truthfully, to go to the bathroom. And I'm standing there in the bathroom. And this idea hit me like a bolt of lightning. I said there were tears running down my face. (laughs) It was a gift from God that I could get prominent, initially African-Americans. I would trace their ancestry back to slavery. And then when the paper trail ended, I would analyze their DNA with this new science of ancestry tracing through your genome and identify where they were from in Africa. And we debuted with Oprah Winfrey and Quincy Jones and Bishop T.D. Jakes and Chris Rock. And it was a huge hit, and then we did a sequel. And then a lady who identified herself as being of Russian Jewish ancestry wrote and asked me, what was I, a racist? How come I didn't do white people? (laughs) (laughs) And so another idea was born. We expanded the brand, and now we do everybody, Asians, Christians, and Jews, and Muslims, um, Hindu, (laughs) people from all over the world. And our ratings are fabulous. It's the biggest season ever and um it is just a it's a great gift for me i think i'm a vehicle one of the reasons i know i was put on earth is to help people find their long lost ancestors and that's what we do each week on finding your roots yeah Uh, you know the difference between african americans who are often looking for things that have uh, been denied, right? Uh, information that's been denied or destroyed. And uh, European Americans, people of, of European descent, um, I, I think that also comes out on the show that, that, yeah, there are some commonalities among these stories, but the process for unearthing those stories, it still looks quite different. Well, and sometimes they overlap. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Take the case of Carly Simon. Carly Simon is a friend of mine. Um, I spend the summers down in Martha's Vineyard where she lives, and I've known her socially for 20 years. And Carly finally decided to do this series because of a big mystery about her grandmother, whose mm-hmm. name was Shebe. Mm-hmm. And Shebe would say, you're never going to find anything about my roots. And all that I'm going to tell you is that I am descended from an illegitimate relationship between the king of Spain and a Moroccan slave. Wow. Now, you know, when we always interview the family when we have a potential guest, and everybody's got crazy stories, right? And you, you recognize the ones that are myths and that are not going to pan out. So you go, the chances of this being true are one in a million, <laughs> so that can't be true. So we started looking for Shebe's ancestors. And it turns out we found the name of the ship that she and her mother and sisters came on uh, from Cuba huh. in, the, in the early 1890s that she was Cuban, and that she was hiding this fact. And not only was she Cuban, when we sent researchers down to look in the Roman Catholic Church parishes in, in Cuba, because the, the, the records haven't yet been um, digitized, we found out that she was descended from free slaves. Huh. Wow. So 
she be she be was a mulatto right passing <laughs> and when we did dna retrospectively you know, working backwards Shebe's would have had 40% sub-Saharan African ancestry. Carly's mother, 20%, and that means Carly's 10% black. Right. So if we'd been living in the, the, the back in the days of segregation, Carly Simon would have been legally black. Right. Isn't that an amazing story? <laughs> yes. And it blew her mind. Yeah. She cried. She was very moved, very happy, and it solved this mystery of why her grandmother, was, she said she straightened her hair yeah. all the time. Wow. Wow. And remember, this woman was um, passing at a time when even, you know, being of Latin American descent was uh, not a popular thing. Right. Remember the controversy over Desi Arnaz and, and Lucille Ball? Sure, sure. And there were some people who were very uncomfortable about that relationship, it, of course, was, was from Cuba. Yeah. And then sometimes the racial lines get crossed. The other way, Brian Gumble uh-huh. always wanted to know where his name came from, G-U-M-B-E-L. It turns out it comes from his white family, his white ancestors. Yeah. And he had no idea, but we traced him back to his second great-grandfather, a man named Carl Gumble, And we found an 1863 passenger list for a ship called the SS Germanic that established that Carl arrived in America as a 16-year-old from Germany. And then we were able to go back to Germany and ultimately revealed that Brian's fourth great-grandfather was a man named Elias Gimple. That was their original name, huh. who was Jewish. Yeah, right. Brian <laughs> right. Gumble is 7% Ashkenazi Jewish. Wow. Carly Simon is 10% black. Yeah, right. I mean, they, you could have knocked them both over with a feather. Yeah, right. It those are the mysteries it says a lot. in our genome. Yeah, it says a lot about the, the, the divisions that we put up between ourselves, too, in this uh, society. Uh, this is Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson. My guest is Dr. Henry Louis Gates, Jr. He is the host of Finding Your Roots on PBS, which chronicles celebrities and other notables as they trace their ancestry. Season 4 is currently airing on PBS. Uh, Dr. Gates, I, I have uh, sort of started on a similar journey to some of the folks on your show uh, with regard to my dad's family. Uh, my father was from Natchez, Mississippi. He died when I was about 14, and I didn't have a whole lot of opportunity, especially as a kid, to learn about his roots. But as an adult, I've sort of gone back to Natchez and really started uncovering first where our name comes from. And that's led me uh, on this really interesting journey to, to, to places, though, that make me really uh, emotional. And it's a range of emotions. But uh, one of the things that I'm close to discovering is uh, whether the slave owners who uh, owned seven plantations around Natchez uh, with the last name Henderson uh, were not just our slave owners, but relatives. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of evidence that's come out that suggests that there's blood between not just me and the slaves on those plantations, but between me and the owners. That is one of those sort of uh, blow your hair back kind of things uh, to, to learn for an African-American. Yeah, you know what we do? We, in, in the case such as yours, the first thing we try to do is to find out the name of your enslaved ancestors. And then we're working backwards, right, from the 1870 census when all African Americans appear with two names. Yes. And for the first time. And most 
uh, freed slaves by 1870, didn't have the resources to move or move very far. So we look at the same county in 1860 for someone white, in your case, named Henderson. Mm-hmm. See, in a slave schedule, if they owned a slave 10 years younger than either your male or female ancestor who appeared in the 1870 census. And then we look in their estate records, their tax records, because uh, although on the census it didn't identify enslaved people by name, you would have to, in your will, if you were leaving your slave married to your daughter, you would have to indicate her by name, or I'm paying taxes on my slave John. And so we try to find the name of your ancestor Mm -hmm. uh, in their papers. But then what we try to do is track down white descendants of the slave owner. Tell them, this is Henry Louis Gates, it's finding your roots. Will you take a DNA test to see if you are related to one of our guests? We never disclose who it is. But they figure that it's someone prominent. And do you know, in all these years, we've been doing this since 2005 when we started African American Lives, only once has a person refused. Wow. People want to know. Yeah. And often we find a match. We say, this is your biological ancestor. The man who owned your third great grandmother or grandfather is your fourth great grandfather. Right. <laughs> you right. know, you were descended from this person. Yeah. And then we ask if they want to have a reunion. And never has a person told us no. Wow. that they always want to meet and look at the descendant of the man who enslaved them. And, you know, I think that this, this really reminds me of, you know, we're blessed to have several sponsors of Finding Your Roots, and one mm-hmm. of them is AT&T. Mm-hmm. And AT&T has a motto that they help grow the dialogue around diversity in the global community effort that's needed to conquer discrimination, increase cultural awareness, and advance racial relations in our society. And I'm mentioning that because... That's what we are all about, that we're trying to unearth these complex connections in order to create harmony and understanding and remove bitterness. There's so much hatred emerging in our society today, and so much is race-based, the white supremacist movement. And once we realize that there is no racial purity, that everybody's mixed. I loved doing Stephen Colbert. Stephen Colbert, (laughs) super Irish patriot. Well, it turned out he's part German. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so much for purity there. There is no racial purity. No matter what the law was, sooner or later when the lights came down, everybody was sleeping with, right. with everybody else. <laughs> Sometimes, unfortunately, in the case of slavery, that was due to rape yeah. and cajoled yeah. sexuality. But other times, in Bryant Gumbel's case, it was free will. Yeah. That um, German man took up with a mixed-race black woman in, in Louisiana, mm. and they had a family. So a way of enriching the complexity of the racial history of the United States and leading, therefore, to racial understanding and racial harmony. Mm. And believe me, as you know, we need that now more, more than, than ever. ever. That's right. That's right. All right. Dr. Henry Louis Gates, host of Finding Your Roots on PBS, which is airing its fourth season right now. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you so much. That's going to do it for me today. I will be back tomorrow. Hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, a community service of Wayne State University. Detroit Today is produced by Laura Weber Davis and Jake Neer. Program director is Joan Isabella. Technical director and engineer is Matthew Trevethan. Associate producers are Aaron Allen, Gus Navarro, and Ziad Butch. Detroit Today's theme song was composed by WDET's Sam Bobian. 
See you tomorrow.